Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, a game called company that is legend by design. Folks, if it's not good enough for my lanyard, it definitely isn't good enough for yours. This week, folks, I'm excited to talk about, it's been a long time coming, is making our new injected molded acrylic uh, duck and goose call line. We've spent uh, a good time, hours and hours. I don't even know how many hours that we spent in the design, but we had a goal and a purpose behind this before we even started our mission statement when we started with this molded line is that we didn't want to make a cheap call. We wanted to make a great call more affordable. So that was the whole thing, putting the best quality we could into it and uh, still being able in each one hand tuned by myself, each one designed by myself and um, very, very excited. I feel blessed at the, well, the outcome of what we've gotten. Like I said, we spent hours with engineers and uh, designing of the mold. And one of my first criteria is that I wanted this everything to be American made. And uh, from the mold and to the injecting and to the, the material that we're using and, and everything on this to our guts and to our, to our reeds, everything is American that we're using. And um, very proud of that and you know the criteria is we have we got two different goose calls we have one that is the longer goose call called the big dog if you're familiar with our alpha uh, line in our high-end acrylic calls it's pretty close in the dimensions and the inside boards and dimensions of the alpha and especially on the insert it really runs a lot like the alpha it's that uh, it could be big goose it gets that middle goose it's just got you can get medium speed but it is just pure goose to help. It's the ease of operation. Everything into that call, it's, uh, I would hump that call every day and day in and out. The second call that we made in this lineup is uh, what we call the dirt nap. I call it the dirt nap because I think that this is the uh, underdog. He is an aggressive little warrior. We've made this where it has a, a shorter barrel. That shorter barrel is gonna give you quicker air speed from the mouth to the reed and to, to that, you know, approaching that reed to give you quick spits and, and the insert, what we've done is we've tightened up that insert to help develop the back pressure. So by utilizing that, you know, I can actually run the call with one hand, but it's allowing me with that back pressure to hit the sharper spits, gives me better full uh, murmurs, sharp murmurs. It gives you a good little, uh, uh, hiccups. It's good on giving that little light train. It's a great call. So, you know, both calls, you know, you, you could use both calls and, and finish birds in your lap and kill them all day, but they're also great working in partnership. A lot of times, if uh, it depends if I'm hunting birds that uh, maybe you've got in that time of season that you'll get, especially when the migration is working. Why I like the two different calls is that because we might be uh, working two different types of geese. We might be working big giant birds that are in the areas there's some locals that have traveled but they're still what we call giants and uh, or we might get into the the small the richardson type goose uh, which uh, more of the migrators and i feel that the dirt nap there you know i can tune that to a higher pitch but with the speed and the higher pitch and the sharpness it's a great call especially when you've got the bigger flocks of birds who like who are more aggressive who are more vocal uh, you know migrating birds are always vocal and and a lot of times you know, the difference between hunting the two um, and if you've been hunting long enough and, and being able to realize the type of goose that you're hunting 
with the big local geese, they a lot of times you know you you can speed them up and, and get a little uh, um, speed and aggression to get them if they want to hold up. You know if they're going to shortstop you to finish them in. But a lot of times the guys will overblow them and finish them into the hole. They'll, they'll overcall and and run those geese, blow them right out of the hole. So when you're hunting big geese, a lot of times you're just hitting that big hollow goose with the the, the, the cluck and the moan, the cluck and the moan, and you can finish those big geese right at your right at your foot boot, your foot strap, boot straps, I guess we want to call it. But um, migrating geese, they're vocal all the way down. When we used to hunt those quite a bit when I first started, you know, when you when you back off on those, they'd be coming in, you're hitting them hard and doing the fast murmur and a, and a fast uh, aggressive calling. Those birds are be locked and bowed and coming in and soon as you know, oh, we're gonna go back, let's just start now, we're gonna, you're gonna do the lay down, the so-called lay down call, quote unquote. Um, those birds would pull up and leave out. They lost attention. They, you didn't have the aggression. Uh, it didn't sound right. They know that uh, a lot of times when you've got that, the, the larger amount of birds, the birds on the ground are gonna be more vocal, especially when, when that coming in. So with the both calls, they can really work good, especially like I said, in in the more later in the season when you're hunting locals and then you're hunting migrating geese. And the work that I would say the hours that were really spent, if anybody has any experience of, of working with duck calls, that our, our new uh, duck call that we call the chaos, which uh, really comes, it comes in a single read and it comes in a double read, whatever you prefer in your hunting style. But let me tell you what, don't be mistaken because that double read I'll run it for you here a little later, but that double reed can reach out and hit a high ball. It can hit that raspy and the, and the low end. Um, to me and a guy who's a novice caller, beginner caller, the double reed, which is usually what I would suggest because uh, it, it's got a little bit, you know, everybody can get on and get that high on the duck. To me, what separates the men from the boys is the last 50 yards. And sometimes getting that soft and deep low duck, it takes a little bit more of a, uh, throat control, voice inflection, a little bit more experience in operating that uh, that instrument. So the double read can be a little bit easier on that low end for a beginner call. So that's why I'm saying um, it's it fills the whole ticket. I still, I hunt with both and I would hunt with a double read all day long and still not feel like I was handicapped whatsoever. Cause by the time I usually, by the, you know, calling and, and and reading the birds, if you read them right and, and you hit that hand, that hand cadence just right, I mean, by the time I'm sitting there doing that low stuff, I'm, I'm pulling up and probably got two shot and down they go. But uh, anybody familiar with, with making a duck call, uh, even when you CNC in the machine and cutting your own soundboards, the soundboard on a duck call, I, I've always said there's only one thing that's more finicky than a duck call, and that's a woman. And y'all can probably agree with that. And that just kind of shows you how how stubborn, how finicky a duck call can be. And um, but every thousands, you know, when you're talking about specifications, every thousands on that soundboard changes the pitch, can change the way it runs, can change whether it's going to stick, you know, or, or not stick. And one thing that you've got to always concern when you're making that slope of that tone board, that tone board has to have a slight increase all the way up to the to the pitch to the top or the heel of that to the point of that uh, soundboard so it's very important so if there's any flat spots in there and especially from one side to the other that's when you're running that call and you start getting moisture in there and that flat spot will can lock that read up every time so 
you know, there, there's difference between airlock and then the reed stick, and that's pretty much a reed stick. And airlock can be, to me, a lot of times is a, is a reed too long. Uh, you can airlock it up uh, because the reed is just, it's not free and, and you're just, you're running it too quick and it's just too long and it's not reacting. It doesn't have the reacting time. But when making, you know, it's a, making a cast acrylic duck call and machining one, getting that right soundboard, you know, there's sanding a process that I do. There's a work that I do with an X-Acto knife. There's a lot of custom things that we do. That's why I've never put it. A lot of people like to put on, uh, you know, social media, how they tune a call. And to me, you know, if I'm going to show somebody how to tune a call, I'm going to show everybody how everybody knows how to tune a call. But that 20% that makes the difference between the men and the boys that makes a good call or a medium call or a bad call, and, you know, I hate to, I'm not selfish, but I am going to keep that to myself because it took years to learn. And, uh, and even knowing that secret, it still takes the feel and, and the patience and, and knowing what each thing, you know, I thought years ago that it wouldn't take long to understand the basics and fundamentals of tuning calls and how calls operate. And I will be honest with you, it takes thousands of calls and, and hundreds and thousands of calls, I would be honest, that they truly learn that now when I know and I place a read in there, sometimes I will know before I get the read that I got a bad cut on a read, that read's going to need filing, or it's sometimes it's better just to ditch that read and go from start. I can see that ahead of time, same way on how I prep and, and run a duck call and looking at a duck call and what we add to it. So by knowing that it, it takes that experience when i run that call to the average year yeah that sounds good but we're not again we're not about sounding good we're about sounding great so i know the little uh intricacies that uh with different instruments and different tools to go in there and hit here or hit there and can change that to get that pitch and to get that air and how i like to run and and basically get a, a good call that's going to sound good and low, sound good at high and uh, middle duck and run air free without sticking. So that so now you get to where we're, you know, now we're going to do a molded call, which is so important. And um, I, my background is a lot of manufacturing, but quality control and every little thing that you when you put things down, you know, you every little thing that ha you have to have a target you have to have a process everything that we make it you, you come up with a process and you never alleviate from the process and why that is is because the process first of all you, the end product is going to be good but you're going to have consistency from your product to product from product and that's what you want you don't want to have you know two out of ten calls that sound awesome and the other eight or okay or not as good and some guys just scratch your head you got to have that experience to know how to make 10 out of 10 sound like each other and years ago in manufacturing um, our consultants one of the things they always talked about and this is years ago mcdonald's was the king in in this in this uh, quality management and quality control because they had their formulas and they had their recipes and they had their process down so well that if you were in Detroit, Michigan, ordering a Big Mac or a quarter pounder with cheese, and you were down in, in Lakeland, Florida, and ordered a Big Mac and a quarter pounder with cheese, they both would taste identical. The French fries would taste identical. The Coca-Cola is identical. They were so well at having their process so locked down that from, you know, from area to area, and like I said, my man background in manufacturing 
when I was uh, running the manufacturing years ago, we made EFIS material and stuff, stucco, and I'm not going to bore you with that, but we had four different plants. And so that was all different parts of the country. So you got different types of people. So I was, my job was to instill the quality, to get each guy running the same process, teaching the processes, and then teach them how to do a quality control to make sure that we're in how to run and keep in specification and from batch to batch or from product to product. And that is what I'm trying to say, that is my background. So that same background is uh, what I've been blessed to have. You know, you always look back and the good Lord is always seems to prep us for our future or whatever he's going to have and direct us in the future. He's always just seemed that, that he's put us in the right path in, in the past. Sometimes it don't seem like it, but I look at today and I feel like I've been so blessed because I look at that um, quality and the time and my training and quality control and, and designing um, in the years of working. I, you know, 25 years of probably working in manufacturing, I've been able to uh, and implement that same process and quality control mindset into the in our game call business and how I design calls. But the biggest thing, it keeps me how I work with our suppliers and how we're getting our supplies that they all got to be the same. They got to be in the specification and from our calls to the gut tenants to the soundboards, the duck calls, everything, like I said, you know, has to have that specification and you don't alleviate from that. So getting back to making these the, the mold on the soundboard and the duck call, we probably I would probably say that I spent five times as much hours and work on working on that duck call to perfect that mold compared to the goose calls just because of that soundboard and getting it to the, the perfect fit and, and the size and the and what I wanted and the dimension of the mouthpiece, the insert and everything flowing together. And we spent hours of going back in and having repolished the mold and repolish the mold so I get that, take every imperfection, and the more that they polish that, is taking that imperfection out of that. And so when you're running that call, we're gonna have more crawls, they're gonna be true and to spec. And, and here's another thing that really a lot of people don't realize, that you know working with my manufacturers and my suppliers, that when you understand the roadblocks or obstacles that you could have down the way, um, it's just put this let's say that products that are done overseas um there there was one reason why they're done over there and it's because of cost or cost effective let's just be honest that you know to me you know having made in the states and being able to keep control of that and watch over that is, is a huge benefit a huge boss a huge bonus but if you can imagine being you know, thousands and thousands of miles in, in a clear across an ocean away from people who are running my product, they're gonna run that product and they're not gonna worry about whether it's in spec or out of spec. They just know that they're to hit a certain number, they package, they put it on a boat, they send it over and you get what you get. And then you gotta fight with it. And to me, it's always damaging to the quality of that product. Again, like I said, we were always concerned about making not a cheap call, but make a great call more affordable. So that, you know, it was definitely not an option with us at Legendary Gear that we wanted to control. We wanted to have a relationship with people who understand the quality and, and what we were all about. And that's what they're all about. We shared the same uh, thought and process, the same mission statement and, and following up with the great, the best customer service. 
So after, like I said, the hours and time that we put in, I feel that we came up with a duck call that is just truly amazing. And one of the things I was going to get on it, when having it made overseas, you don't realize that when you're melting plastic and injecting, that is, uh, if, if you got a batch done in, in February or wherever their cold season is over there, and that, you know, and the temperature inside it, that they're doing the molding process, they're, it, the colder that it is, the slower time that is going to cure and set up. So if they sit there and, you know, they have a certain time that they're putting it in and then pulling it out, sometimes the, the because it's all about speed, they're not letting the product cure it. So you can get warped tone boards, you can get warped barrel, you can get oblong stuff. Same token, if they're going in there in the heat of the summer, and you can imagine that they're, you know, this is going to cure and set up faster. So you're going to have from different times and different batches, if they're not heated, controlled, you know, thermostat controlled, you're going to get variations from lot to lot, from batch to batch. That's one of the beauty of our, what we're doing here in the, in the States, and uh, people don't realize is that we have control that we try to be uh, control the, the environment, environmental control of our of the temperature. So it gives us more consistent run from lot to lot, from batch to batch, and from call to call. Very important. This is the trouble that people don't realize when going to, and that's why the cost is, you know, yes, it costs, you know, three to four times more at least than what it costs to do overseas. But to me, you know, the quality of what you got there, you can't even compare. And when you start tuning these calls, you know, the end user might not see it, but me uh, tuning these things and knowing that from, you know, the consistency that I get, especially when I put a set of goose guts in there and, or if I'm sitting there with a, you know, I know sanding and I know if I, what I'm doing here with that soundboard and when I put those reeds in, I know when that sets, I pretty much know what it's supposed to sound like. And when they do, you know that you've been running in that, in that spectrum there and in, in your quality control. So I didn't want to bore you with all that, but it's actually important to know the effort and, and the reason why, you know, it was important to make everything here in the United States. It was important to put all the hours and before we came forward that we perfected and had a mold that uh, you as a user are going to be getting the best of the best, I feel, out there. Now, um, one of the things that we did um, with the calls that we, and we offered that we, uh, it took us about two years to perfect. We ended up with our, you know, started out with the super gut, which is a semi-broken gut and working, working. Um, we ended up with our super gut breaking in, getting a great and understanding doing a, a broken gut and wearing it in. There's a lot of talent to that. I mean, each time that you run a reed and you got to replace a reed, that reed has to be filed and sanded and fit into that groove. It has to be perfectly placed every time. And as you keep, as you're wearing and you're wearing and working that in, you cannot move that back and forth. And what you'll get is you'll get uh, a worn out, broken, um, broken gut. It's just that the, there's too much there. It's got too much. It won't have the snap behind it. It's got too much air blown by. And the secret of getting that good, still getting the good low end and get everything you want on that and smooth transition. But to get that still, get that good snap at the end is that broken line has to be a good sharp. So replacing that reed and set and takes talent and it takes a little knowledge and, you know, working almost two years to get that to that to that point. And we ended up coming what we call the the game changer guts because I'm telling you going from what we had before we loved 
to this right here, it was definitely a game changer in tuning and its sound. And, and we wanted to offer that into our goose call line, into the ject and molded line to offer that. So you're getting that same quality, you know, as our top end cast acrylic. So you're not just getting and it's good for the beginner, but it also the advanced guy can pick this up and he can run right side by side with the guy next to him with his $200 call, you know? So, and the next thing that we did, um, I know when I looked at materials, we tried several, several materials. I uh, wanted to see what was available and that was the blessing of being able to work with a large company that uh, does a ton of molding and a ton of experience and has a ton of, uh, they have a vast um, material available to them. They have a lot of uh, vendors and stuff, you know, being because a lot of the stuff you've got to buy at a certain amount, you know, we've tried, if you try going to the smaller guys in Jackson, they could do a great job, but they didn't have the capability to buy some of the material because you had to get it in such bulk um, because it was more of a, wasn't a hot item, you know? So we didn't worry about the hot item. We did try the polycarbonate, but I was very in, in strong in my opinion and belief that I wanted to do. And as soon as I told them that, the, hey, is there acrylic bead out there that we could use? Um, what is out there? It's, you know, we handed him the cast acrylic and said, I want to know what's out there that can really come close to this right here. Through two or three different tries, the, like I said, the people that they were geniuses, they had a great chemist and he came right up with a great material that, um, you know, I mean, side by side and, and pound for pound, it was the closest sounding uh, of material that we could get to inject that was real close to that cast acrylic. And that's why, and it is an acrylic, acrylic type base bead that we're using. And that's why we, you know, like I said, it took a lot of time and months of research. And then today, that's why I feel that we've, uh, we've hit the nail on the head. We're so happy that the sound and the pitch that we're getting in this molded acrylic call. So, you know, we're, we're often, I feel the best of the best. I do, I'll be honest that there is not a better bang for the buck in the waterfowl call line than the legendary gears new molded acrylic line. I truly believe that. So after I went through all that and tried to explain, I just really wanted to hit that home, why we're different than the average guy out there. And uh, so I'm gonna run through and kind of give you the sound in each one. Uh, I'm gonna run the big dog here. The big dog is the one I told you that it's gonna be close to our alpha, has that mid, mid goose, you can, you can tune it for the low goose but it's gonna be really good for the guy who just wants to get the cluck and moan, cluck and moan. It'll do the spit and everything, does all the other for that stuff because we got the great game changer guts and how we tune them. But I'll give you a run of this one. This is the, uh, like I said, the big dog. good cluck and moan to it that's coming right out of the package my friend and it's got that good cluck you can get some good double clucks and get a you can do the hiccup but that moan and that murmur on that thing is just nasty dude that is uh, it's just an awesome call and then I'm gonna run the dirt nap which is a shorter call shorter barrel it's gonna have a quicker air burst 
and a tighter insert. So we're going to run that so you can kind of see the difference between the two. dirt nap and you see that we gained a little more speed with that and, and um, it's got a good sharp notes it's a great call like I said it, it's good to have both on your lanyard you know especially later in the season if you're still hunting you know you got some giants in the air some local geese and then you start getting that migration of some smaller geese those Richardson geese that start coming in with a little bit higher pitch and you know you gotta be a little more aggressive you know so dude you got two calls on there that, uh, you know, cheaper than the price of one that you're covering two different scenarios. And uh, Asa Jones, a good uh, ambassador, we have a good friend of mine from Michigan who's actually, he's a killer. He, uh, he's just got the dirt nap and he's, it's his favorite call. I told him, so dude, you're going to love this thing. This thing is definitely, it, it's named right. <laughs> you're going to take a dirt nap when you hit him with this, but uh, it's just the ease of running, the, the tight insert, it's just, it's a great finishing call. I'm going to get on to the duck call here. And I'm basically, like I said, we have on the Chaos, we have two different models. I have a single read and we have the double read. I prefer, you know, both are fine. I tune them, um, mine a little bit more stiffer and everything, but they're both, you still got, they're not stiff with, it's too hard to run, but it's still got that, uh, you can highball on it, but you got that good, low duck you got the mid duck you got that good finishing duck and it's got great feed and uh, so anyway i'm going to give you our molded acrylic chaos single read in burnt orange That's the chaos in single read and now I'm going to run the double read chaos for you and you can hear the range on that single read that so we got to the high ball we got good medium duck with it it's a good beginner it's a good like I said if the guy's advanced caller these are calls of that tune that you'd be pulling right out of the package my friend I'm gonna give you a little run of the chaos double read now
There you go. That's the chaos double read and single read together. Folks, with those three right there, you can get a big dog, that dirt nap, and the uh, chaos, all three for the price of one high-end acrylics. So I'm very proud of what we put together. I feel that, uh, and actually I'm going to hunt with these this year myself, just for the fact that uh, I know that they're going to show people that these will put birds on the ground. They have that great sound and easy to run. You can hear, man, to find a call that's under $50 to have that easy duck um, to run and that raspy duck. And, uh, you know, whether you want single or double, when you order these from me, you can ask, uh, you know, how you want it tuned. I'll tune these special if you say, hey, I'd like to get a big dog, but, you know, I don't have a lot of lungs. I, I want it tuned light no problem i can do that same way with the dirt nap if you want one stiff i can make, tune it stiff me you know we mainly normally what i do is i tune calls that are that medium tune that uh the average guy but if you request you want one lighter you want one stiffer not a problem man i can like i said these are what i call the closest you can get a custard molded acrylic call so i hope you enjoyed this uh, and if you want to reach out to me and you want to talk, my number is 603-558-0359. Reach out if you want to talk. I'll run the calls for you. We can talk about your style of calling and how you like it tuned. But uh, be more than happy to put some of these in a box and ship your way. And But I'm pretty sure, friend, that you're going to be pleased in, in the work and the effort that we put. There's always, I think the Bible says, you know, the good. there's always a, a blessing in the hard work when you put hard work into something. And uh, we definitely put the hard work in these and perfecting what I feel one of the best molded calls out there. So anyway, I enjoyed uh, running these for you and explaining. I just, like I said, I wanted to break it down. Uh, hope I didn't get too long-winded to explain it, but I wanted to explain uh, the design behind these and the effort and all the work to, to make these what they are and then all the talk about the you know, material that we use. So I will never give you exact material, but what it's basically, it's, it's a molded acrylic. And uh, we put a lot of effort and, and time in, in getting this. And, you know, like I said, our goal when we started out wasn't making cheap calls. It was about making a great call at a more affordable price. And definitely hit it with our new molded acrylic line with Legendary Gear. You can go to our website and check them out at legendarygearusa.com. And folks, I ask you to... I know my wife's got this on several different platforms. Please subscribe to our podcast and get your buddies to uh, subscribe. And if there's anything you'd like to hear or me talk about or, you know, on the podcast, you know, email me at geodlynch at gmail.com. Be more than happy or call me up and, and uh, we'll do a podcast talking about uh, whatever has to do with waterfowl hunting. So anyway, guys, when you're out there and the season's in and it's go time, always remember to hunt safe, hunt smart, and may the good Lord be your guide. Take care. Well, I'll be out there rain shining on a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough. Because that's what legends are made of.